0: My tea was too hot, so I got a cocktail.
1: (laughs) How did you not get me one? I mean... I, I have the same tea that was made at the same time, so it's the same temperature.
0: Do you really want the monstrosity I'm drinking right now? Is that... That's the pumpkin spice... Uh, it's the pumpkin spice garbage whatever. It's,
1: it's like a Bailey's type of liqueur. It's like a cream but pumpkin spice
2: flavored. I don't recommend any cocktail that has garbage in it. Just for
1: <laughs> health reasons, I think that's a
0: bad idea. <laughs>
2: you know, we've got a bottle of Shime Blue in the fridge right now that we're not drinking. Aww. Why not? That is exactly what you should be drinking. I'll, I'll be right back. I'm going to get the
1: beer now. Hold on. Yes!
0: All right. Well, he's gone.
1: Well, I'm going to get my beer, too. Hold on.
0: Oh, everyone's gone. So, hi. Hi. <laughs> this is the first time we get to
3: talk. That's true. I realize I met Marco in person, but I've heard your voice more often.
0: Ha ha. And you podcast with Marco already.
3: We did for the beer. Yes, yep. exactly.
2: Uh, and then, well, here we are drinking beer, doing a podcast in our garage again. I have done with this With Marco before. on the other end of the line.
0: <laughs> Marco's uh, in his garage right now getting a beer. Oh, Ooh, nice. There we are. So, do you guys have a list, or are you just winging it? I'm I'm a prepared
3: kind of person. I I'm prepared.
2: I I have a list of things, but they're more than four. And I'm I picked four of them and thought, well, I may just change my mind as we go.
3: That's the way top four is done. I have a list of things, and they're fewer than four.
2: That's okay. Uh, Lauren was concerned about how how strict the rules were on top four, and I was like, <laughs> well, let me tell you. have you heard the show the only rule is she she crammed she she, i
3: did i listened to the christmas music (laughs) nice
1: which is also couples podcast because it
3: was couples Mm -hmm. and it was christmas and i thought it was closer on theme exactly Um, but you came with only one so i figured if i came with three then at least i was better than that
1: i am doing less terribly this year than i was last year not by a massive amount but less terribly
0: so I have my list all color coded. It's written in <laughs> oh my God. green and red, alternating oh, colors festive. from my letters. It's pretty excellent. That's wonderful. Yep, I'm Which very Which inks are you using? Oh, I had to go look that up. I can't. I can't right now. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, right? that's right.
2: For the three pen nerds in the audience, mm-hmm. yeah, literally just write it down on a piece of paper and take a picture and put the picture.
0: Yeah, oh, in the show notes the
2: writing in the show notes because ink people
1: like that pen people i mean why not just mail it to people at that point just I mail people mm. the show notes
0: Send in a, <laughs> san- a self-addressed, self-addressed stamped stamped envelope. Stamped envelope. <laughs> <laughs> if they do i'll mail them things you mm-hmm. send a self-addressed stamp envelope you find us you send it i'll send you some stuff you know people, you know one person is gonna do that i'll totally put stuff in an envelope and send it to them oh it's gonna be so creepy happy holidays it's a christmas giveaway are we ready?
1: I got my Chimay blue now
2: because you had it, oh. so I figured. All right.
0: It's good. Thank you for the recommendation. It is good. It's time for the top four Christmas special. do 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 do. do jingle do, do.
2: jingle jingle jingle.
0: Dropping some jingles. Yeah. Um. So we are going to be talking about our top four Christmas movies with um us, the Arments, and on the other line we have the Snells. Hey, Snells. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Now,
1: Lauren, how many podcasts? This I I get the impression from the incomparable beer episode <laughs> that you do podcasts at best reluctantly.
3: That, yes, that would be accurate.
1: How did we convince you to do this?
3: He's making me do it. Yeah. he said <laughs> literally. He says Marco and Tiff like it when couples are on, so I'm scheduling it for tomorrow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Done. That's basically how Tiff gets me to do things. Like just like it, this is now on the calendar and we're going. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's yes.
0: Exactly. Did you guys cram? Did you watch any movies in preparation or any parts of movies? No,
2: no I'm afraid not. I, I, I feel like this is, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm a student who wants to ask for just a little more time. <laughs> it's like, if only I'd had more time to watch a couple more Christmas movies, but I haven't had a chance. Well, but, but see, the do the nature of Christmas movies, do you really need to
1: see them right now? Or because like, I think, I feel like most Christmas movies people have seen like a thousand times by now.
3: Well, that was sort of my theory for how I came up with my list, is the ones that have meant enough to me that I've watched many, many, many times, those are on the list. And the ones that didn't make the cut, they didn't make the cut.
2: Yeah, and for me, there there are a couple movies that I, I realized I should probably have, I've only seen once or I've not seen, that I thought maybe I should revisit for this, but I didn't have enough time. So those are just not going to be on the list, and... Uh, You know, I am watching Home Alone for Mike at the Movies, so I will see that, which I've never seen, literally never seen. What? But um, But you still haven't seen it? Haven't seen Home Alone, but I will see it soon. Oh my God. But I still haven't seen it.
0: But okay, so the criteria for our picks, Christmas movies and Christmas has to be during the main plot points of the movies.
1: My definition is very slightly looser. It's just like Christmas has to happen during the movie in some kind of noticeable way. Like, it doesn't really need to be about Christmas. It just has to happen during Christmas. I
0: agree. Yeah, that's what I mean. The plot points of the movie should happen during Christmas. Like, you know, there should be Christmas lights in the background. There should be Christmas trees for more than just, like, a scene.
2: Right. If there was a Star Trek movie where, like, Star Trek 13, (laughs) the, the, the saddest Christmas, and they, like, had lights on the bridge, and that was about it, and there was, like, a tree in the corner of Captain Picard's office or something, that would make it a Christmas movie, even though it's totally not.
0: That counts. All right, so shall we get things rolling? Let's um, let's go with our number four picks. I um, I'd like to hear Mr. Snell first, Jason.
2: I'm going to choose something um that's not a movie, but it is a movie. Is it a TV movie? It's a it's a special, right? So it's not a TV show, but it was aired on television. That you're counts. already uh, breaking the rules. Uh, nope, it's the first second
0: of the the game here. I'll I know that right? <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: a Charlie Brown Christmas. Nice, that's a good one. That's on my short list. It is I, I love it so much. I love the music. That is to me, if I could only have one album that I could play during the holiday season, it would be the Vince Giraldi Charlie Brown Christmas, the the jazz piano uh trio. And I like I like the story. it, it is um we did a whole or like half an incomparable episode about it a while ago, but it's you know, they use kid kids to be the voices. So they seem really kind of innocent and authentic. And, you know, you get a plot where it's sort of a setup and Lucy sets Charlie Brown up to be the director of the Christmas play, which of course it's a disaster. And so she gets to blame Charlie Brown for it. But there's also kind of like a nice message. I'm not a religious person at all, but there's like a Linus does a like quotes the Bible about the uh, about about uh, Jesus's birth in it. And I thought like, you know what, it's a Christmas pageant you should do that. You should probably do that. It's sweet. It's a, It stood the test of time. It's like 50 years old almost now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, yeah, I, and I, it just makes me happy to watch it. The whole, the whole thing. Uh, and you know, you get your classic, all your classic peanuts characters get their moment in, uh, in the sun. So I think that's just the definitive, uh, I mean, that or the great pumpkin or the definitive Charlie Brown specials, but I love the Charlie Brown Christmas and the music puts it over the top for me.
0: We've been showing our son the Charlie Brown movies, and the other day he called me a blockhead. So
2: oh. we had to have a talk. It's the best insult ever, right? Because <laughs> their heads are so round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm curious. One of the
1: attributes of Christmas movies is that many of them are very old. And I think some of them hold up better than others uh, over time, like when looked at from just a modern point of view. How do you think this holds up? Like, you know, cuz it's a very it's very old. When It was made like what in the 50s, you said? I forgot. Uh 60, 60- it's in the
2: 60s, so it's almost 50 years old. I think it holds up pretty well. Um I uh, we just watched so like I said, we watched this and um uh, Frosty the Snowman. I think last year for the incomparable, it might have been 2 years ago, but I think it was last year. And um I don't think Frosty the Snowman. No, you watch Rudolph. Oh, Rudolph. We watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rainbird. Oh, that's, that's right. Not as it good. did not hold up, but Char- Charlie Brown, I think, held up. Some of that is going to be nostalgia, but it's so simple. Um, and because it's only, a uh, you know, it, it's not even an hour long. It was an hour show. So it's probably like 45 minutes long. It, uh, you know, it doesn't stra- strain your attention. And, uh, and then I think the music really ma- puts, pushes it over into the, the timelessness too. Cause that, that is, uh, yeah, it doesn't feel again. I, I don't think it feels dated partially because it's animated. I think it gets away with it, but then again, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is animated and it is dated. So mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I really like Charlie Brown Christmas. I even think during the um, Christmas music episode, I might have picked a Charlie Brown Christmas song. All right. Great. All I right. think that's a really fantastic pick. Yay. So Lauren, what's your number four?
3: Oh, see, I'm going to break the rules too. And I don't really have a number four.
2: I got some stuff I could give to you.
3: <laughs> I have three movies that mean a lot to me and I've watched them many, many, many times. And then I had I could pick from a dozen other ones for my fourth, but I sort of thought that if nothing rose to that specialness, then it shouldn't make the cut.
0: Can you um, give us a, a, a small taste of the shortlist that would have been number four?
3: Um, I like the movie The Ref, which takes place oh, right. at Christmas time. Dennis Leary? With Dennis Leary. Um, and it's very funny, but I haven't seen it in years and years, and I couldn't talk about it intelligently. The childhood watching that has stuck with me even though it's not very good is emmett otter's jug band christmas i don't know if any of you saw that oh my gosh that
0: rings such a bell it's like this muppet it's like off off mm off-brand
3: muppets story that i I still have those songs going through my head every once in a while and it's very cheesy and sweet um but again i haven't seen that in 20 or 30 years but i don't you know i'm not going to choose like the tim Allen santa claus or something like that because that those sorts of like santa themed movies are not my favorite
2: i apologize to uh to all emmet otter fans it is not off-brand muppets it was a jim Henson it's, it's jim production Henson, right? it's, it's just muppets you've never really seen before
3: and never again oh i just looked it up and i totally remember this when i was a kid yeah. oh see now i'm glad i mentioned it there you go there's my number four emmet otter's jug band christmas look at
1: that we worked it out I often work out my list on the air. (laughs) 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 Almost every episode. All right, Tiff, what's your number four?
0: My number four is Home Alone. (gasps) (gasps) Doesn't he scream?
2: That's what I did. Yeah, it was good. Making references to movies I haven't seen.
0: I have a problem Ugh. with the screen. We scene. just watched it last night. Yeah, we, we, um, to, we watched like, it Like as a night. refresher,
1: and this was the first time we'd seen it in years—probably at least ten years.
0: So yeah, we haven't seen it in years, and so we watched it this time. And let me tell you, I remembered every single line. I could. <laughs> Marco was starting to get a little bit annoyed that I was starting to repeat all the lines because man, I just, I knew them all. It was all of a sudden, like you get that jingle, like a jingle from a commercial and someone brings up the product and all of a sudden you can just sing the jingle. You're like, where did, where did that come from in my brain? It was completely, and it was so, it was right there. Anyway, so Home Alone makes the list because It's just so classic. It is the epitome of like the 90s Christmas movie, right? And that's exactly when I started watching Christmas movies. Sure, I, I watched all of the older animated ones that my mom grew up with that she then showed to me. And I have a very special place in my heart for all those movies. And I've showed them to my son. But Home Alone Christmas is pretty much the epitome of like my childhood Christmas. And let me tell you, this time when we watched it, I was really um, sympathizing with the parent (laughs) (laughs) instead of being like, yeah, this awesome this awesome punk kid who's like trying to who's who's setting up all these booby traps for these guys. And it's very exhilarating. And now I'm like finding holes in his his plan. And I'm stressing out that the mother's trying to get home to her son. Um, But yeah, we just we really, we liked it. I don't know how you felt. I don't know where it's gonna be on your list, Marco. But I, really I will tell
1: you it is on exactly. my list, but I won't tell you where on my list. Oh. Oh. Um But yeah, it's like so. It came out in 1990, so it kind of straddles the 80s and the 90s, and you see every bit of that. Like it is so incredibly like early 90s production with late 80s fashion. <laughs> it's so Macaulay Culkin, like, it's amazing, and it's like it's basically like a Macaulay Culkin. Like I mean, this was kind of his launch to the world, right? Like this is kind of this is oh, why we yeah. put him on the map, right? This is why we know who he is <laughs> yeah, exactly, um, and. It, his like his acting and character is awfully forced but you know he was young so that was kind of it Mm -hmm. was an impressive job for somebody as young as he was uh but but yeah yeah, you 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 sure get a lot of him and i I find him uh, awfully like shoved down your throat and grating after a while also the key gag to the movie that that where he slaps his face and screams by putting on the aftershave
3: makes no sense
1: If anyone has ever used aftershave before, you know that it only stings if you have cuts all over your face. If you shaved, yeah. Which he (laughs) clearly didn't. And even if he shaved, he had no cuts. So unless he shaved with, like, a 40-year-old razor, I don't (laughs) see how that would have possibly caused that reaction especially two days in a row which is when and how it happens in the movie
0: well i mean there's also a lot of potholes in the movie where he could have multiple times told an adult like hello (laughs) i am home alone please help me find a police officer in order to help me and because these two men are going to rob my house and i know it like there are so many spots where that could have just ended the movie you know it's like oh policeman thank you for helping me the end like that's it that would have been it yeah but um i also i kind of found they had like, to use all the weird stuff in their basement right like i mean true. who has that many mannequins who who has that many mannequins in their basement that's the scene that i love the
3: uh where he's staging the party that's my favorite
0: but why do they have so many creepy mannequins in their basement why are they all down
1: there we also noticed that like he's very good at cleaning up after all of his various pranks. Like yes, he the is. <laughs> house is spot. Like I guess you know he has nothing else to do. It's like it doesn't. It doesn't appear that he really watches much TV. He doesn't seem to have a video game system or a computer or anything. So like I think all he has to do is clean up after all these pranks. But this house is spotless when he's done with it.
0: Yep, except for Buzz's room. But anyway, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and every good Christmas movie I feel ends with an arrest, so mm-hmm. we can. Um- <laughs> An arrest and a song. Yep. An arrest and a cheesy song. Mm -hmm. So we are good to go on that. So that's why um, Home Alone is my number four.
1: The only thing I'll add to the Home Alone thing here is that I really came away from that movie watching it now as an adult, basically hating every member of the family, including Kevin the main character like i i
0: like the mom she's she cares so much she tries so hard she's
1: kind of a terrible mom uh and and like the kids are all huge jerks like they all they clearly have like no discipline whatsoever there's no like they're all acting out constantly and there's clearly no repercussions for them ever doing that and then like they the whole point of the movie is they forget their kid and like they try to excuse it by like oh they're rushing out of the house and yeah you know this this mother has five kids okay would she really not notice the youngest one not being there for the whole preparation and departure, they didn't notice till halfway through an international flight. How? Like, and none of his siblings noticed either, including like the sister that seems to kind of look out for him. Like none of those people cared. Like these people, every member of this family is a complete (laughs) jerk at best. Like, (laughs) but yet it's on your list. They're horrible.
3: I can say that we were, my family was skiing once and left the resort and, left my sister behind see it happens
1: really wow so wow what, what were the conditions like how, how many how, kids how many are... kids
0: are in your family
3: the two of us i noticed and said um erica's not in the car and they said "Ha ha, very funny and kept driving <laughs>
0: <laughs> you stupid kid <laughs> i mean
3: they drove like a mile we, they did not take an international flight away from their child
0: what kind of vehicle was
1: was there a rearview mirror in this vehicle like what kind of car was this
3: in the van you know it's oh, okay. just okay like a... and she just i don't know didn't get in the car or whatever and i thought haha, that's funny oh wait they're leaving i should say something so i said something and they thought haha very funny and kept driving
0: these are so totally plausible with five children they would frazzle the crap out of you it's crazy no one noticed the empty seat on the plane next to them <laughs>
2: I'm imagining I'm imagining Lauren asking this question, and the parents are like, "Don't ask any questions.
1: We're just leaving <laughs> her behind. Just, just silence. We're gonna keep driving."
0: This movie also has very good music.
1: Yes, it does have very good music.
0: Very, it's it's very good. It's very iconic. I like the theme changes throughout the whole thing. I, I think it's very. I think it's good. And the mini movie within the movie. Yes. Right? What yeah, is the, it uh, filthy
1: angels of death or something? It's like, no,
0: it's like filthy-minded angels or something like that.
1: Yeah, something like that. We looked it up. It, so this is like the it's the famous like black and white gangster movie that Kevin uses in the movie as like, angels with filthy thing. minds. That's is, it, right? Is that it? I think so. Minds?
0: Yeah. Is it filthy minds. Really? Yeah,
1: and it's uh and and you can and they actually released this as a DVD extra, and you can get it, you can find the whole thing on YouTube. It's only a minute twenty. So Jason it, you to watch that. It was for your a show. fake gangster movie that they made just for use in, in the movie like this it's even funnier when you watch it by itself because it's so <laughs> bad and the, it sounds like they shot it in like one day and it's just like it's just this little fake movie that it is incredible to watch that by itself i was so happy i did that angels with
0: filthy souls
1: that's it there we go good real time follow-up yeah it's <laughs> yeah it's, yeah, it's the, the keep the change you filled the animal like that that movie oh man it's so great so that, that's a, a minute 20 well spent uh so yeah that that was that was interesting but overall do you think That, you know, based on the the actions that Kevin took against the burglars, the the violence that was involved in these actions and the joy he got out of this. Do you think Kevin's kind of a psychopath and do you think he would probably grow up to be an adult who would be in jail?
0: I don't know. Maybe after this experience, he's calmed down. But I mean, they set it all up that he's like making weird stuff out of fish hooks in the basement and like, you know, he's a gadget. He's a tinkerer. Do, so, do you
1: kind of get the feeling that he didn't tell the police because he wanted to fight them yeah he did he like, totally wanted to I, he seemed to take a lot of joy out of causing these people pain yeah like that it was if you look at it as an adult it's pretty sick
0: yeah he is kind of a creepy kid yeah. you should watch out for him like he and the he, neighborhood like, pet
1: five more years he's setting cats on fire
0: oh jesus that's so terrible oh now i have a whole new light for kevin McAllister. he's basically sid Ooh. Stop it
2: He's not Sid But we like Sid. Sid Sid turns out fine He
0: turns out to be A very good drumming garbage man That's what he turns yeah, out Yeah, exactly
2: <laughs>
1: All right So uh, For the sake of, of continuity I will say that Home Alone reached My number three On my slot My number ah. four However Is Die Hard
0: Ho <laughs> oh, Nice oh, It's Christmas Eve In LA But a team of terrorists You want money What kind of
1: terrorists Are you because die hard is a movie that happens at christmas <laughs> It
2: is has it nothing to do with christmas at all and but yet it's it sort of does right sort i mean of? they
0: kill they kill people at a christmas party <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> marco just saw a uh, barefoot blood party for the first yeah. time uh, christmas the Christmas day yep <laughs> action
2: skyscraper <laughs> yeah it it is
1: such a good movie for a christmas movie you know if i had to make my top my list of top four action movies you know i'm i I don't think it would make the list it's not it isn't that good but don't give it away our
0: next episode man but the bar (laughs) for christmas
1: movies is is pretty low in my opinion so (laughs) because i don't get a ton of joy out of christmas movies and most of them are terrible and i'm tired of them so this one having only seen it once so far uh it's really good and it it's makes an the list movie. because
0: you've seen it <laughs> yes
2: it, that is true so marco i will tell you i think it may rise in your estimation if you see it again because i liked it the first time i saw it but now i consider it a classic like i think it's one of the all-time action movies too it's certainly it was number three on my list so we've just stepped ahead through my number three here but <laughs> nice. uh, you know die hard yeah it is it is it is legitimately a christmas movie and an action movie at the same time and i think it gets better the more the more you watch it because there's a lot going on in die hard there's a lot of little little touches that are that are really nice on uh, multiple viewings
0: i think you have to save it for christmas though to really make it yeah. a christmas movie you have to save watching it for christmas
2: that's what i do now yeah i mean argyle there's a bear in the limo it's <laughs> with great. a red
0: bow on there's a red bow on the bear
2: and the and the ode to joy is uh again music key i think we we've learned this now that all of us agree music is key in all of these things oh yeah the ode to joy and the way it's used in die hard is fantastic yeah of all the christmas movies that i'm
1: forced to watch every year because everyone <laughs> watches them every year because they're on or whatever uh I, i'd i'd be totally fine watching die hard
0: all right it's a permanent date then
1: yeah so
2: yeah my number four die hard number three home alone so Marco, you just saw Die Hard for the first time, and Tiff, didn't you only see Die Hard after we did that Low Definition episode last year?
0: I did. It was pretty much right after we watched it around Christmas time, for uh, right after Low Def, because I, I went home and told my friends um, who live down the street that we always watch movies with that I'd never seen it, and they freaked out. They're like, this is one of our favorite <laughs> movies. What's wrong with you? So I watched it. We get that a lot. Right after that. And um, with the same friends, we just um, I showed it to Marco. So I have seen it twice now, which is... I I really like it. And um, actually, it's kind of tied for my number three. Oh, Oh. (laughs) it's tied, though, because I'm a cheater. Um, So but I'll wait for uh, Lauren to tell her number three, because I think it's her turn. Unless we want to keep talking about Die Hard, because we can because
2: uh i love die hard i'll just throw that in there it's great (laughs) uh argyle uh there's the 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 cop outside and uh hans Gruber, uh terrorist mastermind who just wants to make money and uh yeah and they kill and they kill uh they kill people at the christmas party so yeah thumbs up to die hard is what i'm saying You, you gotta get a little blood in there blood is red Red is one of the colors of Christmas. Right. That's true. Right. And uh, Marco was. never
0: realized that that famous line, uh, "Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker," ah! <laughs> <Yep. laughs> that that oh. is in Die Hard.
2: Yeah, that's 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 where it's from. And now you, Tiff, you understand all those fake titles we made for it like "Lonely Christmas Cop" and mm-hmm. "Barefoot Blood Party." They're, They're all in there.
0: so much more funny. And now. I mean,
2: so so I think the the other thing I want to say about Die Hard before we move on is What's great about Die Hard in, is that it it was so influential in making other movies and TV shows who are like, hey, you know what? If we have like one person who's trapped somewhere with bad people around them. We could just keep changing what the place is where they're trapped, and we can keep making movies about it. <laughs> and it's not just the Die Hard movies; it's like lots of other movies and TV shows. Is it a Star taking Trek one of them like that too? Yeah, and there's um there's the one with uh it's it's like Van Damme where he's like on a on a boat. It's like Die Hard on a boat. We could do that, sure. Let's do that. I mean, that's
0: and kind of
1: every action like the whole Bourne series, the Transporter series. Like, there's a lot of action movies. Well, where our that's...
0: friend Jeremy, he calls it um a man pushed too far.
2: Yeah, yeah, and then and then you know trapped in his he's the one one man can do this and it, it, so very influential too but I love it okay I'm I'll shut up now
3: my number three is elf which is my modern uh, favorite Christmas
0: movie I don't think I've ever um, seen elf oh <gasps>
3: <gasps> well, now you have something to go see with your friends
2: down because the street. He's an angry elf.
3: It's fabulous. It's wonderful. Is this like bad Santa? Will Ferrell. This no.
2: is Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, You've already lost what, us.
3: What we say? Oh no, no, man. Is that Will Ferrell commits. Yeah. Oh no, I'm he... so sorry. We don't like Will Ferrell. Oh! Uh, so here, here's well, the
2: thing. There are lots of reasons not to like Will Ferrell. But Will Farrell at his best is it's taking okay this is my number one <laughs>
0: okay um, he's like will, i got all the things to say about this
2: will will ferrell uh, has lots of issues but the thing that he's best at is committing full bore to the give him the most ridiculous premise and he will just go to the wall with that premise he doesn't he has no fear that's fair as a performer he will just do it and it can be annoying uh but in elf it is Perfect. It's like Jack Black in School of Rock. It's sort of like the perfect part for the actor. And so, yeah, he's an elf. He's a a six-foot-tall human being who thinks wonderful. he's a Christmas elf.
3: He was adopted by elves. He's a human adopted by elves. And he was adopted by Bob Newhart. And Bob Newhart has this Papa Elf small part that's just wonderful. And I love Bob Newhart in anything that he does. And then when he finds out that he's not actually an elf, he goes to New York City. And has adventures in New York City finding his real father, who is James James Kahn, who is also wonderful. And there's a little romance, and there's little silly. Yeah, Zoe
2: Deschanel is a sort of a romance. uh, She's
0: charming, but he's a
2: childlike character, so he doesn't understand how to interact with her, and that leads to some more comedy.
0: I do like her bangs.
2: Uh, Yeah, and she's got a good. She's got a good musical. There are a couple good musical numbers. You got to have music in that. The the idea also, you know, of taking something fantasy and trying to make it apply literal, like real world rules to it. So the idea of uh, Will Ferrell thinks. That the world is like a Rankin Bass animation special from the '60s, um, and then he is he encounters the real world of New York City and is horribly mistaken about how things work, and, and it's yet great,
3: continually upbeat and positive and happy and and enthusiastic about everything about people's names about um lousy coffee shops serving um here i have air quotes the world's best cup of coffee yeah he
2: walks into the world's best coffee uh just grungy uh diner in new york and says congratulations everybody (laughs) right i mean it's he's super enthusiastic about everything sounds kind of like blast from the past i haven't seen that oh
0: are there any movies that all of us have seen i don't i don't know is this a movie that you uh watch with your family yearly
3: yes we do every year every year and in fact when i mentioned that i had i had to come on the podcast tonight and talk about elf the kids immediately wanted to then go watch elf right then
2: yeah, it, it is it is uh it's it's funny. It is not a kids movie, but kids are great with it. It's like it's that perfect holiday kind of family level. There is a weird subplot at the end where these uh sort of evil mounted police from new york city are they're kind of portrayed like the like the nazgul in lord of the rings they're like super evil diabolical uh but and they're trying to get santa's sleigh and that and you know they have to you have to believe in santa at the end and it's like it's almost like the obligatory christmas movie ending but just the um the laughs are great uh will ferrell uh, again there's a scene where he they have spaghetti with a family uh with his adopted uh or his his natural family James Kahn's son and wife uh who he finds and he insists on putting uh, maple syrup all over everything it's just hilarious it's great so uh yeah i mean even if you don't like Will Ferrell i i i i got to recommend elf it, it it was my number 1 too and it's just it's nice and funny and he is relentlessly positive in a world that is trying to crush his spirit and he never allows it to be crushed. It's amazing.
3: Peter Dinklage is in it and is fantastic.
2: Oh yeah, Peter Dinklage is I a is a uh, I will say their portrayal of the publishing industry is not accurate <laughs> because they're like literally making up children's books on Christmas Eve. Uh, in order to and, they, and but they, they want to
3: publish them like two weeks later i mean it's 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 not but, but they do hire peter but,
2: dinklage as a high-priced uh freelance uh children's book writer and of course will ferrell thinks he's an elf and uh he's an angry elf and bad things happen so it's yeah it's good it's very good and a good cast i'm willing to give it a shot yeah i'd give it a
1: shot yeah that, yeah. I mean, you're your very give strong a recommendation, go. and it sounds like it's basically blast from the
0: blast from the past, but at Christmas. Yeah, I can't promise to like it because so far every Will Ferrell movie that people have said you have to watch this movie because it's Will Ferrell and it's just amazing and it's not like his other movies. I haven't liked it, so huh? Oh. Well, give this give well, this a try. Is, you might it like. It is this a one. lot
3: of Will Ferrell. It is full try. We'll try it, but I think in the best way possible.
0: We have open minds. Well, we
3: we'll
1: you should give Tiff a lot more of the uh, disgusting pumpkin spice Bailey's like liqueur <laughs> she's drinking right now. <laughs> There, you, there go. you go. There you go. <laughs> and Tiff, we still need your number
0: three, right? Yeah, I have a tie. Die Hard, and while you were sleeping. Oh,
3: is that at Christmas?
0: Oh, it is at Christmas. I've seen, I've seen it, but I didn't oh, know that it really, was at Christmas. I
3: didn't realize that was at Christmas. Yeah, the
0: majority of the movie happens between right before Christmas, um, and it's uh, the plot is kind of centered on it being Christmas, and then it goes through to New Year's. So.
1: Okay, so all the romantic comedies that you watch while I'm working blend together in my head. But is this the one where the woman pretends to be the girlfriend of the dude in a coma? Yes. Nailed it. Yes. Okay. Yep.
0: Okay. And I like this Sandy movie. Bullock. Uh, I love Sandra Bullock. In this one, she is very uh, less makeup. You know, she's usually like the every girl, every woman kind of thing in, uh, in a lot of her romantic comedies. And I really like that about her. I kind of want to be Sandra Bullock. I kind of want her hair. Um, I like your hair. <laughs> Well, it looks a lot like Sandra Bullock's Aww. hair, so we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> <Get> <laughs> Thanks. Except in Practical Magic, it is huge and amazing. Just just very long. Still looks like my hair. But that's the crazy witch movie where they killed the guy in the car. Right. There is every there's a season for every Sandra Bullock movie. Like <laughs> <laughs> you can watch a Sandra Bullock movie for every holiday. Um, so I just I really like it. I've seen it a lot. So it's very uh, it's a very comforting movie to me. And um, I think it's heartwarming. She, um, you know, lost her dad. She's alone on Christmas. Um, she watches. She works at a toll booth in Chicago and she takes tokens from people back when there was tokens. Um, this man that keeps, you know, going by to go to work every day. She sees him. He's beautiful. She falls in love with him kind of like from afar, admiring him. He ends up getting mugged and falling into the tracks. She jumps into the tracks and saves him. And then um, comedy ensues where she accidentally, her, her family thinks that she's then engaged to this man who's in a coma. And then she falls in love with her, his brother who's not in a coma. Um, and it's very heartwarming. It's very family at Christmas. There's some funny lines. There's a there's a weird um romantic character in it, Joe Jr., who's like this typical uh Chicago guy. He's like, I got tickets to the ice capades, and so you know there's there's good lines. Anyway, it's pretty weak, but I like it, and it makes me feel good that I put it on my list. I was almost gonna leave it off because it isn't a super popular, awesome movie like a lot of the ones that we are probably talking about or going to talk about <laughs> Not but mine. that's why it t- it's tied with die hard because i couldn't decide <laughs> <laughs> two very similar movies obviously <laughs> yeah. die hard or while you were sleeping number three it's a sweet movie it's yeah. a sweet movie i have to see them both at the holiday so checks out
1: it's time to talk about our sponsor this week. Ooh. We are brought to you this week by Casper. Casper is a company focused on sleep, and they've created one perfect mattress that they sell directly to consumers, eliminating commission driven, inflated prices, and passing that savings directly on to you. The award winning Casper mattress was developed in house with a sleek design, and it's delivered in an impossibly small box. An in house team of engineers spent thousands of hours developing the Casper mattress. It's obsessively engineered, and it's at a shockingly fair price combining springy latex foam and supportive memory foam to create a mattress that's ju- that's got just the right sink and just the right bounce. Plus, the breathable design helps you regulate your temperature throughout the night. So you don't get too hot like you might with with like pure memory foam. That's why they have this wonderful hybrid, just the right sink, just the right bounce. Now, mattresses like this can usually cost well over $1500, but Casper mattresses start at just 500 for a twin. Seven fifty dollars for a full, eight fifty for a queen, and nine fifty for a king. And they are made in America. Now buying a cash mattress is also completely risk-free because they know, you know, you buy a mattress on the internet, who how do you know whether it's going to be good for you or not, right? So they offer free delivery and free returns if you don't like it, which is from the US and Canada. And they offer a hundred night home trial to decide. So you can buy it, you get free delivery, you can sleep on it for a hundred nights, decide it's not for you, and call them up. And they will arrange a home pickup, and it's a free return. They refund you everything. So it's totally risk-free to give it a try casper understands that it's important to actually sleep on a mattress to get to get an idea whether it's going to work for you you can't just lie and lie you know on it in a store for five minutes and decide that no you got to actually sleep on it for a while to really know so they understand that and it's totally risk-free so check it out go to casper.com slash top four and use code top four to get fifty dollars towards any mattress purchase terms and conditions do apply once again casper.com slash top four and code top four for fifty dollars towards any mattress purchase thank you very much to casper for supporting this show
0: can can you send casper as a as a christmas present to somebody probably would it, that be crazy just like send off some mattresses
1: i mean where is that rude? hopefully it, it might be rude if they don't really have a place for it because the box is delivered in is impossibly small however it very quickly expands when you open the box and uh and so you, you but what you if someone's need... not expecting
0: it that's a pretty great gag gift
1: that and it's not funny. even
0: that much money to like all of a sudden someone's like what's this crazy box it's so small i can carry it upstairs and then they do and then they open it and poof, it's filling their room so you're proposing actually having like a like a
1: compressed casper mattress like wrapped up under the tree yeah and have somebody like open it in a way that punctures the the seal and makes it inflate.
0: <gasps> that's such a good idea
1: and knocks the tree over yeah.
2: and
3: <laughs> oh so you, i want to
2: i want to pitch, pitch a, a romantic comedy called a hundred nights that is that involves uh, Sandra Bullock, uh, 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 Sandra <laughs> Bullock, and her boyfriend, and they get a Casper mattress, and uh, they have to decide whether they they want to keep it or not. <laughs> over the hundred nights and it's the story of those hundred nights and then um, of course do they
0: have to stay on the mattress for the full hundred nights and days <laughs> no they no, just they can't return, leave
2: they return to the mattress in the evening and discuss their lives and and you know maybe there's a maybe one of them has a, a problem at work and they toss and they turn and they wonder if it's the mattress but no it's their problems and I mean Casper call me I, 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 I'm, I've I'm got an idea This sounds like a bad college play it's like like
1: you, you only ever see the mattress like you know you don't see what you yeah. during, during the day they just come home and talk about it every night, and you just have 100, 100 okay, so that's a hundred scenes of talking on the whole. Now we have good
0: ideas to use with Casper mattresses. You can use it as a prank gift for somebody when opening it, and they're surprised by how mm-hmm. big it is, and it expands <laughs> and ruins their house. Um, it would, that wouldn't really happen, because when you get a Casper mattress, you're usually prepared. Yeah, it uh, might knock the tree over if you're not prepared. Right, yeah. but so it would be hilarious if you're not prepared. I mean, you still paid for it, so what's it matter, right? like it, Who cares how you use it? Sure. And now we have a... Um, television show or movie or <laughs> slash high school play slash high school play whatever <laughs> yeah, you want so you have to call jason for the rights because yeah. uh, he's ready to go <laughs> seven
2: hundred thousand dollars
0: thanks casper thanks, casper <laughs> <laughs> <Thanks, Kaffer. laughs> top four
2: <laughs> buy
1: mattresses all right time for everybody's number two picks uh lauren you want to go first
3: um when harry met sally it had to be you it had to be you that's a Christmas movie?
2: It It is. Yes. It is.
3: Christmas happens several times. Uh, we watch it most years between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, New Year's the, Eve the is largest, more pivotal. The largest plot points happen probably at New Year's, but there's a lot of Christmas as well. Um, I've seen that movie, I don't know, dozens of times. Yeah, And it does take place over the holidays and has a holiday feel to me.
2: See, so we're going to throw it in there with while you're sleeping in the uh, in the holiday set romantic comedy.
3: Excellent.
2: Thing. Uh, because Harry, yeah, Harry like helps Sally buy a tree. And and yeah, he declares his love for her on New Year's Eve um, in New York City. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of Christmas music.
3: A lot of Christmas music. In the soundtrack. From Harry Connick and from Frank Sinatra.
2: Yeah, and there's a Tony Bennett in there too. And I the think Tony there, it's Bennett. Tony Bennett's winter, winter Wonderland at one point. I, I definitely think of that as a as a holiday movie. I, I um, that I didn't put that on my list because I knew Lauren would put it on her <laughs> list. Uh, so it's it's one of my runners up, but it is one of my favorites. And it is a for me. It is yeah. It's more a New Year's movie than a Christmas movie, but it's definitely Christmas and New Year's. That is the those are the key times when when Harry Met Sally happens. Um, and that's a that's a just a classic romantic comedy. Nora Ephron wrote it. Rob Reiner directed it. Um, you have to believe the Billy Crystal would somehow snag meg ryan which
3: and then not keep her and then get her back
2: yeah, yeah of no, course so... spoilers for spoilers. when harry met Sally, they end up together at the end if you've never seen her a romantic comedy before yeah
3: <laughs> No, there's the ones so they have one scene where they're getting the tree together and they nobody has a car in new york city so they're carrying the tree to her apartment and then the next year when they're fighting she has to struggle with the tree getting it herself and I, don't, I think of it at the holidays. Yeah, and they,
2: they go to a Christmas party. And there's the. It's definitely that week between Christmas and New Year's is key, including, yeah, and getting Christmas trees and things like that. I think it counts. Totally counts.
0: That sounds like it totally counts. I didn't see it on any of the lists. Of, we did some basic research of what are Christmas movies. Give us a tremendous list, Internet. and Yeah. Yeah, didn't see it on there, but I think uh, I think that's legit. How you explained it. So
2: we 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 did a uh, an incomparable episode a few years ago about the that we've done a series of them that are like the holiday movie vault, the holiday vault. What do you put in there? That, like your go to ones? And I was surprised that one of my panelists a couple of years ago put When Harry Met Sally in. They're like, I love this movie. I always watch this during the holidays. And I thought, oh, me too. So I guess it's not just us, right? <laughs> so uh, so yeah, it's not just us. It's definitely a, uh, in that hol- you know Christmas, New Year's in their holiday category. So I'm I'm not a huge
1: um I don't have a lot of knowledge about romantic comedies, but how many of them don't happen during Christmas time?
2: Hmm. <laughs> 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 Ooh, it's the cricket. The cricket's back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean it's a good time, right? Because ever all I think it's a perfect time for a romantic comedy or an action movie like Die Hard because emotions (laughs) are heightened, right? Exactly. (laughs) Emotions are heightened at the holidays. So it just adds that extra level of tension or operatic, you know, just like everything's bigger at the holidays because it's like instead of like, you killed my family, it's you killed my family and it's Christmas. It's (laughs) like that much more it's also isn't isn't the
1: uh the fall and winter peak movie season for releasing them for like money and academy award
0: consideration purposes do romantic comedies get academy awards not very often no
2: but i mean i think they either come out in february during valentine's day or they maybe come out in the holiday season (laughs) you don't usually get the summertime romantic comedies right (laughs) (laughs) all right uh number two jason uh okay so i i'm gonna make my wife unhappy because i'm probably oh, picking my number one, i'm picking her you? number one and by going from four to one uh, it means everybody's uh everybody who's got more enthusiasm than you gets uh sniped by you but wait wait
0: so so should we leave your pick then to the to the end of the round and then we can uh merge the two ones well the two and the one that's
2: a great idea that's a great so i'm gonna pass because my number <laughs> two is undoubtedly my wife's number one yeah
0: All right. See, couples podcasting. We know so we don't spoil. Right? Okay. I spoil anyway. Tiff, go ahead. You do. All right. Are you going to pick it now? (laughs) My number two. uh Uh-oh. I'm scared. Maybe my number two is your number. I don't know. I don't know. Because that was a romantic comedy that was really high in the list. And mine's kind of like the ultimate romantic comedy. Does that ring a bell? No, that's not. No. Okay, good. Love Actually is my number two. I feel it in my
2: fingers. I feel it in my toes.
0: I thought about that. Yeah, and it is. All right. I have grown to love it more each year because I watch it with my best friend. So we have that together that we like hang out and drink some wine and do some Christmas crafts and watch Love Actually and quote it a lot.
3: Oh, that sounds so nice.
0: That made me love it more than I think I normally would have. Um, Also, I really like Hugh Grant. So that's a big thumbs up. Yeah. So I like the little bits of stories here and there, but I kind of tied with love actually. Uh, I mean, there's so much to say about love, love actually, actually, actually. But uh, <laughs> Wait, is this
1: is this the one where the where the guy like it's a, walks it's into the woman's British house one. and like sleeps with her? Like, uh,
0: yeah, that happens here so, like, and there. She lets a
1: stranger in and then all of a sudden they're in love. Like it's kind of, is it that one or that no? is that a different one?
0: I don't know which one you're talking about.
1: Nah, i don't know they all they all blend together for me this is like i'll, I'll be you just I'll be walk like, in at
0: the end when it's like about to be like the romantic finally they get to kiss mm-hmm. and you're like what's this movie and you ruin it all <laughs> or I, go, like, wash the, I go like
1: wash a pan or something like loud
0: oh yeah he's like let me grab some coffee <laughs> and i'm like it's like the last 30 seconds of the movie you can't do this this is what i this is the payout that's what you wait for uh, every time it is and i just pause it and i wait now just wait <laughs> on the couch all ruined and then adam wakes up so it's all everything ends (laughs) anyway love actually um but i kind of wanted to throw in there i wanted to throw in so badly even though it's not a christmas movie every episode every um holiday episode of the office
2: that's pretty good too
0: yeah that's tied for my number two
2: (laughs) yeah Oh yeah, well, I mean, I, I I decided that that episodes of TV shows was a little too far to go because otherwise I, there was probably a Doctor Who Christmas special that I would have put on the
3: list.
0: The, yeah, uh, that's why. That's why it's a tie.
2: There's there's a good yeah. There's a good there's a good one with uh, called of Christmas Carol that is except it's in space, but it's got Peter uh, Michael Gambon <laughs> in it and it's great. And it's got flying sharks, but it's actually really great. It's like using time travel, the time travel conceit of Doctor Who, to retell a Christmas Carol. So instead of being like visited by the ghost of christmas past you're visited by yourself from the past who sees you in the present using the time machine from doctor who it's very clever it's a really good episode but it's a tv show so i didn't i didn't put it on my list
0: my eyebrows are raised in the nerdiness (sighs) yep super nerdy (laughs) flying shark there's a flying shark But yeah, uh, the holiday episodes of The Office are kind of amazing. I was kind of reading a synopsis of them earlier and someone uh, wrote that they said that Friends had like the Thanksgiving episodes, like they were known for their Thanksgiving episodes. And The Office is kind of known for their iconic Christmas episodes. They're all really, really good and extremely funny and um, really essential, I think, to a lot of the plot points that happen throughout the rest of the series. Anyway, it's my favorite show. So I needed to put it up there, but it doesn't count. So love actually actually.
1: (laughs) Awesome. All right. My number two is uh, it's a TV special, not an episode of a TV show, but a TV special. And I I believe we established earlier those count. And I think one of the reasons those count is because uh, for me, a Christmas movie is ideally short. And so when you have a TV special made in the 80s that was only 24 minutes long, I believe that counts. So my number two is a Claymation Christmas Celebration. This was released in 1987. If you've ever seen any claymation that was not a California Raisins commercial, it was probably this. And it was... So we we rewatched this last night.
0: Oh my God, we rewatched this last night. <laughs> <laughs> Tiff did not appreciate it as much as I did. I did not appreciate it as much as he did. <laughs> star of wonder, star of night Star, of oh. star beauty bride. leading still
3: Have you guys seen this, Jason and Lauren? I don't think I've heard of it.
2: No, in fact, I only know it because one of our panelists mentioned it on The Incomparable. And I I like literally had never heard of it or was aware of it. And all I knew about it was that it was from, it's like Will Vinton. It's the guy who did the California Raisins. Yeah, like he basically created the claymation
1: animation technique. So, so the f- the format of the Christmas special is basically a series of something like five or six animated shorts, and then between them, kind of like a like a like an MC uh, pairing of like two very very different hosts. One of whom is like this kind of like uptight like academic character, kind of like dinosaurs, kind of like Fraser, I guess. And the other one is like this like goofy uh, not you know, not that serious dinosaur who is all about eating all the snacks that come by. And, and so it's, it's, you know, it's, you know, a funny pairing of like, you know, two very different characters who can like barely tolerate each other, uh, trying to make jokes and, and, you know, trying to like host the, and, and, and introduce all the animated shorts as they come in and animated shorts themselves are, you know, of mixed quality. You know, this was, this was claymation in the eighties. So there's mixed animation quality. The music is actually really good.
0: (laughs) uh no (laughs) one of us thinks the music is really good and
1: like like my favorite are the um the we three kings camels so you know like there's like you know this every short has one of the songs
0: so for the record marco sang along with it last night just wanted to put that out there
1: I, so this is like i saw this you know when i was growing up we had this on a vhs tape that was it was taped off tv uh you know just like you know just like you know with some handwritten thing on the side just like everyone else you know um and i think that's that's a good benchmark for like for people who were anywhere near our age chances are your favorite christmas movies you probably had a vhs tape of them and it was very likely to be taped off of tv and, and so like
0: yep, a mom for christmas made for tv movie yeah similar to mannequin but christmas <laughs>
1: <laughs> so anyway claymation christmas celebration from 1987
2: my number two Uh, we're we're too old for that and because it came out in 1987 so as a 17 year old or lauren would have been a 16 year old this was when this is when we would have said the california raisins were lame and this show must be for babies so we would not have watched it
0: yeah sorry we were four (laughs) yeah no that's it that's exactly i think that's the
2: difference right between watching it when you're uh when you're uh when you're a little kid and when you're a, a jaded teenager, I find that I have these little bands of popular culture where I'm completely blind to it. And it usually is. Yeah. Between I was like, when I was 17 and 26, where I just like, you know, didn't people like? Uh, there are a bunch of kids shows that people I know who are just a little younger than me, like they love them. Like I, uh, the incomparable people keep talking about Voltron, and I'm like, what? Whatever, right? Or the, even the Transformers. Like I was too old for that. And once you're out of the kid target like demographic, uh, when you're a teenager, you're like aggressively like not interested oh, yeah. in mm-hmm. kid stuff right so i missed we both totally missed this. that was like
0: power rangers for us yeah yep.
2: yeah like we missed power rangers by like one year same same deal well i mean i i'm i'm old enough that the the pink power ranger is exa- was born the day i was born so i'm exactly <laughs> not young enough for the power rangers so yeah top four power rangers let's go come on uh
3: <laughs> i can name a color <laughs>
1: well you took pink the only one i know was actually a power i i assume there was probably a blue one
2: Oh, man. Maybe a red one?
1: I maybe want a the green gold one. one.
0: Is there a gold sparkly one?
2: Well, there should be. <laughs> <laughs> Just pick it. They'll make one. The gold one.
1: All right, are we are we up to everyone's no? So Jason, you have to do your number two. No, so right? so
0: Marco, yours officially was the Cleavageing Christmas Special
1: Celebration. Yeah, Celebration. Yeah, twenty four
2: minutes. You
0: legit from put that on your list? And I the did. California
2: and the California raisins are in it. Yes, like they you are. can't escape the taint of the California wow. raisins. They're in the there. the California raisins are
1: there. They sing pretty well. Although I will say the We Three Things, the, the We Three Kings camels, I think sang better than the California raisins did.
0: All right. <sighs> I married you.
1: You did. You're stuck with me.
0: <laughs> All right, Jason, take us out of this claymation hell.
2: <laughs> okay. My, my my number two, which I have to give full credit here. I had never seen this movie until my wife said, what? You haven't seen this movie? It's my favorite Christmas movie. Um, my I should say, my Jewish wife. <laughs> Let's just throw that in there. And yet... She has many opinions about Christmas movies, including the fact that this is the best one. It is 1947's Miracle on 34th Street. It is the My best. My absolute
3: favorite. It is the it is so good.
0: It is it really is good.
2: So good it is funny you know one of the problems and th- i mean when i mentioned elf like i find elf legitimately funny and not too gooey and sentimental it's got some of that in there but it's like the funny and, and, and a little bit biting and a little bit cutting like overrides it miracle is like that for a movie made in 1947 it is it is kind of hilarious like edmund gwynn is santa claus and he is great mm-hmm. and then there were all these things like the cynical things about like macy's and gimbals and they, they're they fighting uh against each other
0: the drunk santa at the parade right yes. yeah oh yeah i mean that's how he
2: gets the job the real santa claus gets the job because the other santa claus is drunk on the job at the parade and like the people who are like i can't i don't believe that macy's is recommending um products at other stores which is like good customer service i can't believe it i don't get it that lady says i don't get it and then there's that scene that it will tear at your heart where the little um
0: a little Dutch, girl. Dutch
2: girl who is an orphan because of world war two and she's been brought to America and she's finally found a family. Um, and he in Dutch asks her what she wants for Christmas. And she says, I don't need anything because I have a family again. It's like, like, Oh my God. Oh. Right. And this is right after world war two. I mean, this was a, a, a true thing where there are all these children who had been orphaned by the war. Um, and, and there's all that. And then there's this like zany, legal subplot where they try to prove that Santa Claus is not Santa Claus. Yeah, there's kind
0: of like a courtroom drama. Oh, it's just the best.
2: Yeah, and but but the cynicism in it I, I find delightful where like uh, the judge says, if I rule that Santa Claus isn't real, the only person who's going to vote for me is that district attorney out there and his advisor who is uh, William Frawley who is Fred Mertz on I Love Lucy and he's so great. He's always got a cigar with him in this movie. He says, the district attorney's a Republican so he's not going <laughs> to even get that guy vote it's great it's so great it's just it's
0: funny and they bring in all those letters it's really cool i love that part. yeah
2: they prove they prove in air quotes that he must be real because the letters addressed to santa are delivered to the courtroom to edmund gwen who is santa claus and it's just you know i don't know it's it is magical because it is funny and it's got a lot of like uh banter that's good it's got a romantic comedy subplot with maureen o'hara and john payne and, uh, and it's just, yeah, it it's, it's so good. And, and like it toys with the whole idea of like, you know, you've got to, you got to believe, um, I, I don't know what Lauren, do you, this no, is your favorite. It,
3: this is my favorite. And, and it's funny that it's my favorite because, you know, we don't do Santa and I don't do the believe thing. And yet this so works for me everything about it is is just fabulous little natalie wood is adorable oh, yeah. and wonderful um and apparently i read later really believed that that was santa claus and was was distraught when she saw him years um months later at the oscars without his beard oh yeah he so was nom-
2: edmund gwen who was a veteran <laughs> english actor uh played santa claus and um he uh he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, I think, for the, for, for this movie. And they go, went to the Oscars and he didn't have his beard that he had worn during shooting. And sh- and little Natalie Wood, who's the little girl in this, was quite distraught, apparently.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's just wonderful. This is the feel-good, wonderful Christmas movie that I think of primarily when I think of Christmas yeah. movies.
2: Everybody talks about It's a Wonderful Life and... I've only seen it once, and I didn't love it. But that is a dark, dark yeah. tale. I mean, of it like, starts
0: with an attempted suicide. So, I mean,
2: where can you go from there? Miracle is not a miracle. Start, starts with a drunk Santa Claus, and it's just—it's fine. It's <laughs> That's fine. good it's, holiday
0: fun, right there. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Do you watch this every year? We do absolutely. We've got the HD version now, which is beautiful. One of the great things about all these old movies is that they've gone back to the original film and they've scanned them and cleaned them up and they look fantastic. There is a colorized version of Miracle. I don't recommend it. There are remakes. I don't recommend them. The black and white, it's beautiful. It it, it is just, it is, and it moves because it's not, it's 96 minutes long. It just, it moves. And you were
3: talking about whether these old movies hold up and I think this does because we still have those sort of commercialism issues surrounding christmas
2: Yeah, never let it be said that suddenly commercial like in, in in the 60s the charlie brown christmas special talks about commercialism ruining christmas and in the <laughs> 40s miracle on 34th street talks about commercialism ruining christmas it's a classic issue everybody thinks it's new it's not new <laughs> so yeah
0: have you guys ever been to uh, the macy's parade in person no no you should do it one year everyone's gotta do yeah? it one year yeah you should it's pretty great Wait, why because it's like a, it's like a thing yeah. you should just do i don't know do you watch it we watch it but i like
3: the um uh i watch the um the broadway performance it's like an ad for broadway the, right more than the balloons going by so it's a little bit silly and not quite a parade but i enjoy it
2: i mean anything's better than a parade right Aww. I I kind of agree. Uh, Lauren and, and our and our daughter will sometimes sit and watch.
0: Like on New Year's Day, we'll watch like the Rose Parade, well, that's and that's the best parade. And I'll be like, uh, I'm out of here. <laughs> See you no. later. We went to the Macy's Day Parade once as a family, and it was the year it was really windy, and a whole bunch of the balloons popped. It was pretty exciting. Ooh. Well, that is dramatic. <laughs> that's
2: terrifying. <laughs> really... If they could guarantee rogue balloons,
0: it was the year that that cop stabbed the Barney balloon, and all the kids got upset. <laughs> wow well, no jury would convict him no oh no oh no but yeah it was pretty it was great because where we were standing you'd see like groups of people come and they just weren't holding a balloon like they were just walking with their like little character vest on <laughs> for like what balloon they should have been holding because like it got popped because and they were but the good part is when they were coming down the street when the balloons that made it past like this one treacherous corner that kept popping all the balloons um they were very very low because it was so windy so it was almost better because the balloons were so big and they were just like right above your head. It, it was great. I would highly recommend it uh, That's pretty for cool. kids. It was really, really fun. Especially now with global warming. It's a lot warmer now on Thanksgiving oh, than gosh. it was. That's <laughs> very, it's more comfortable. It's important. Yeah. So better better weather. So come on over. East Coast. Woo. Anyway. So now uh, we did Jason's number two
3: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, Lauren's number one. Lauren, is there anything else you want to say about your number one? It's your big... Moment, I oh gosh, don't no.
3: It's the best. <laughs> I <don't think>
0: so. <laughs> Miracle
2: on 34th Street. It's great.
3: It's great. It's great. If you haven't seen it, Jason never saw. I. This was the movie that we watched most years growing up, um, and I didn't watch the It's a Wonderful Life till I, I was an adult, and I hadn't seen one, um, something about Wonderland. I don't even remember what that is. But this was our this was our Christmas movie growing up, and it was it means a lot to me. It's nice. I like it.
0: I think it's a really good pick. I love that movie. But uh my number one is not that movie. It is kind of the opposite of that movie. And it, is, <laughs> it is National Lampoons Christmas Vacation. Christmas vacation. Aww.
2: Just wait and see this Christmas
1: vacation.
0: I mean, how good that I did an entire um Mike at the movies. Yep. on this movie. And it is my absolute favorite. It is a movie that we have to watch every single Christmas. My brother and I have moose mugs. We uh, quote the movie all the time. We have shirts. We are super fans of this movie. It is hilarious and wonderful. And I won't go into tons of detail on it because I had an entire separate podcast about my feelings and wonderment and amazement and love of this movie. And so... um, yeah, just Merry Christmas, everyone! Shoes full. <laughs> <laughs> we probably should beat that. Yeah, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, number one best Christmas movie in my book.
1: So this is one of the movies where. I, I didn't I don't think I really ever saw it all the way through as a as a kid or as a teenager and it, it's only been like in in recent adult years that I've actually seen really the movie. The problem is the same thing happened uh, to for me with Monty Python uh, and Princess Bride where all of my friends or the people around me had basically memorized the movie before I'd even seen it and so when I finally watched it it just sounded like my friends doing annoying imitations. Of everything because i had heard them recite these lines annoyingly and imitatingly uh for months or years before that so the movie was basically ruined for me because of that christmas vacation i there's there's some degree of that here for me because everyone in the world including my wife (laughs) is so obsessed with this movie uh that like every bit about it everyone else finds way funnier than i do and i don't think it's a bad movie and i and i do think it's funny but not to the level that everyone else does and so it's hard for me to enjoy it because everyone else is like reciting all the lines and laughing their butts off and thinks everything's amazing and perfect and for me it's like oh yeah it's it's okay i guess
0: yeah so it's a, it's a matter of growing up with it and uh i remember watching that first scene when they're driving down the, uh, the, when they're driving to go get the Christmas tree and, you know, Clark has road rage and like my dad would get like that sometimes on the road. And it was just, it, it spoke so much to my childhood. And I just, I find it so funny. And I like that I know all the lines and I like, to repeat them and i like to watch it with people who also like that hey i don't invite you into the room man you don't have to be there you didn't even watch it this year anyway so um
1: you're gonna watch it again upstate i know you of course
0: i will with my brother (laughs) who does the same thing but like that's the thing like right you watch that movie with people who feel the same way i'm not gonna force marco to watch it yeah i think i'll be upstairs drinking some more chamay during that no problem nice i'm super happy to watch christmas vacation all on my own but yeah christmas vacation oh yeah (laughs) 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 Oh, mine's almost empty. My ice is melting. Okay. All right. (laughs) I feel so bad for you. (laughs) Marco, what's your number one? Did we get Jason's? Elf,
2: Elf already mentioned is my number one.
0: Really? Oh, that's right.
2: Yeah. All right. Yeah, really, really, <laughs> Tiff, really. I got some others that we haven't mentioned that I were on my also Rands list. But yeah, Will Ferrell. I gotta say it. I put him at number one. I'm sorry. You no, know, you don't
0: have to be sorry. It's it's this is, oh, pers- all right. I this have is no, personal I have listening. no regrets for picking Will Will Ferrell. He had That's to be right. in a good
2: movie eventually, and this was it.
1: I'm gonna need a lot more. Take another girl of
0: It's be bold.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna need a lot. Love all your
0: right. list. That's what this show's about. Loving uh, your own list. My own list. Sure. Yeah. I just want to say that our lists are about what we like and not the best Christmas movies. We always have to say that in the show because we get so many people who are like, how
2: could you not mention this other movie that nobody's seen? I can't believe it. (laughs) Exactly.
0: And it's like, nope, this is about personal picks for all the personal reasons. So go ahead, Marco. What's your number one?
1: That this needs a good disclaimer i think because i i'd be surprised if any of you have even seen it Besides, at least to, it
0: wasn't claymation christmas if that was number one i might
1: have just loved yeah. It. yeah you would have you would have had serious doubts about your marriage i think <laughs> um so anyway i i think an ideal christmas movie is is relatively short I, I think it should be you can you can pay any amount of attention you want to it you know because like a lot of times they're on like they're on tbs while you're like doing things while you're wrapping gifts or preparing a meal or something like that so like they should be relatively short they should be relatively not requiring much attention and they should be appropriate and and tolerable by all ages because there's often kids around or you got to watch things with your awkward parents or whatever else and so this has to be like you know appropriate for all ages and so that rules out a lot of things from number one for me i think the number one thing for me by by not even a small amount, by a big amount for me. Uh is what is right after Acclamation Christmas on that VHS tape that I had. No, in no,
2: no, no, no. And that is Is it Garfield?
1: A Garfield Christmas. <laughs> no!
2: Can't wait till Christmas. There's so much to do. Also in
1: 1987, 23 minutes.
2: We, I, we watched this again, so so I'm curious, Jason, why do you say no? Just because Garfield is kind of hacky? I loved Garfield when I was ten. It's fine, yeah,
1: so did I, but so we watched this I hadn't seen this in a long time. We watched it again last night It, it is surprisingly it, it holds up surprisingly well as an adult. Um, I didn't even like it. Like as a kid, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's fine, I like Garfield. I like it more as an adult than I did as a kid. Um, so, so basically, it's you know, it's one of the handful of Garfield TV specials. Um, and, and I learned through Wikipedia research last night that that Jim Davis uh, wrote it almost autobiographically uh, about his family Christmases in Indiana. And I'm from Ohio, and so a, a lot of the a lot of like the the personality types shown through for me like kind of you know they like oh, oh it's like i immediately recognize oh yeah this, these are midwestern people and yeah like, like a lot of it is just like oh that's they just nailed it uh and for a 23 minute animated kids show about garfield like it's surprisingly well done like the animation is full of like little nice little like like little little pleasantries like the way Odie jumps through the snow and like you know just like just little things like that like the, i love the, the wallpaper that's in their dining room like they it's just like little stuff like that it, it it's just a really nicely done thing. It's very, again. It's very short, only twenty three minutes. So you know, made to fit in a half hour uh, TV yep. slot. Um, and like my one of my favorite parts is is uh, kind of the theme throughout of like the family all does stuff because they've always done it, and like half the family. Is just all grumbly and just. Why do we have to do this every year? This is so stupid. Why do we keep doing this? This makes no sense. And they're like, because we've always done it. And like, there's like, there's like one or two members of the family who like, they're all kind of doing it for like the mother. It's like, well, you know, this makes this makes her happy. So we're all going to do it. Even we're all going to kind of grumble through these things. (laughs) And it's like, it just kind of like it. It really nails, I think, like a real, a really like true adult picture of what family Christmases are really like
0: I have to say we both laughed out loud a couple times so I'm yeah. not going to begrudge you this pick Claymation Christmas is just does not stand up I'm sorry but this actually was That's why it good. was my
2: number one give me Marco in 1987 and I will give you the man Is what I'm <laughs> saying I didn't even watch
1: these probably much if at all in 87 because i was five yeah but they they began to seep in right yeah and like it was it was on this vhs tape we would put in the vcr every christmas at some point and my sister and i would watch these things throughout our our entire childhood even it could have
0: very easily Mm. been christmas vacation on that tape (laughs) (laughs) just saying that's how these things happen
1: wow
2: yeah so yeah my number one garfield christmas garfield christmas wow that is a bold move to place Garfield. The orange cat who hates lasagna at number one, but you did it. I got to give you credit. I don't even like cats. You get into a Garfield phase. Our our son went through a Garfield phase. You know everybody does it. It happens. You know you get over it. I had all the books. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, Those short little books mm, that are. I, oh, yeah. I went
0: through a Snoopy phase. Who was the Snoopy phase? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, we
2: all we all have it. Yep. All right. Is that it? Is that everyone's? Yeah, I've got a, I've got I wanted to mention one that we didn't just to save everybody from writing in and saying I can't believe you didn't mention it. I want the to mention The bonus round.
0: A, <laughs> what what's your honorable mention? <laughs> yeah,
2: I want to mention a Christmas story because I almost listed that.
0: You'll
1: shoot your eye out, kid.
2: Because that's a movie that again is considered a classic that I never really saw until not too long ago and it's it's actually pretty great. That is Peter Billingsley, Darren McGavin mm-hmm. um it's based on a bunch of short stories, so it's super, like, not plotty, and it's weird, and it's got some stuff in it that's, um, you know, it's maybe a little off-color, uh, but then there's also stuff that, that's just kind of adorable. The, the kid wants a BB gun. You'll shoot your eye out with that. Uh, it, it's the This is the movie that TBS runs on an endless loop mm-hmm. on Christmas Day, and having not seen it before, you know, the last decade i've actually come to appreciate it it's a it is a sweet nostalgia tinged uh, view of uh, of christmas uh, that has got some legitimately funny moments and darren mcgavin as the kind of sad sack dad is pretty great so there are a lot of things i like about it and the you know the kid does dumb dumb stuff and feels terrible and thinks he's broken his glasses and all of that and you know it's it, it's a good movie i almost listed it i don't have that nostalgia pulling me toward picking it so i didn't but it was close
0: I didn't pick it for the exact same reasons, Jason. Like I had it on my short list, but the nostalgia of it wasn't there. It is a really great classic Christmas movie. It's very funny. It's fun to watch, but it just didn't make my personal list. Yeah, so, yeah. I feel the same way about uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, oh yeah, the, mm-hmm. the it's a Nightmare good. Before Christmas. Yeah, and I, don't like that one. <laughs> um, I do. I like you that don't one. Like anything Tim Burton. I like it a little no. bit. It's creepy and weird, but. Yep.
2: Well, check out 1959 Santa Claus, which was made in Mexico, and it involves the devil versus so Santa so Claus. Bad, so bad, so bad, or just watch so the MST3K episode. You could do that. That's fine. Probably better. Yeah. I, I yeah I don't watch Santa Claus in its original form. Do the riff tracks of the MST3K, but it is <laughs> amazing because it is literally the devil versus Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's mind-bogglingly weird but yeah all right i think we're good right
0: yeah uh merry christmas everybody thanks for listening to our spectacular christmas movie Woo-hoo.
1: spectacular spectacular, spectacular.
0: <laughs> <laughs> actually lure, 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 lure. anyway
1: wow all right yeah thanks to jason and lauren snell for joining us and uh thank you lauren for tolerating being on, on another podcast this year uh <laughs> and uh and yeah is that it we're good
0: i think we're good jingle all the way everybody
1: What does that mean? That's right.
0: I I don't know. That was a movie,
1: right? Wasn't that a terrible movie in the 90s? It could have
0: been a movie. I think it was. I don't know.
2: Come back to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs.